Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, uh, January 15th, 2024. What's going on? How are you? Um, I hope you're doing all right. I really do. I'm not doing so good. I don't know what's going on with me. I feel like I'm f- fucking angrier than ever. And I think part of that has to do that I just, I've just, I've quit smoking cigars, so I'm like on edge. Um, I'm fucking on the road here. I, 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 I swear to God, if my, my luggage was a person, I would just, I just would have committed a fucking felony against it. That fucking rimwash shit, every, all these fancy fucking things. I bought this thing. I don't know how long I bought this fucking thing. I swear to God. The design flaws on the thing are just, I don't even know, like, you, you, can't, you, you put anything more than a toothbrush and two pieces, two fucking articles of clothing in there, and you spend 10 minutes trying to get the fucking thing closed. You know those things that, you know, that lay down in the clothes and you pull them tight, they, they just, as you go to close it, they just stick out, they always get in the fucking way, and even when I get it closed... When I finally get the fucking thing closed, like I'll see part of a shirt sticking out. Like I had a brand new sweater. It literally like, it pinched it like scissors and put a hole right over my left titty. And I, I <laughs> brand new fucking sweater. And this is the thing. I have hated that fucking luggage since fucking a month of owning it. And I bought it 10 years ago and I still have it. And I'm going to tell you right now, that right there in a nutshell explains explains me and my fucking childhood and all of that shit. This isn't working for me. You know, am I going to do anything to change it? No, I'm just going to accept it and fucking tough it out. That that right there, that right there is the 70s and the 80s. <laughs> I was sitting there going like, well, why don't I, I actually thought about that. I was like, why don't I just buy a new piece of fucking luggage and then I immediately go with like, but what am I going to do with this one? I'm just going to throw it out and it just ends up in the fucking ocean. You know, that's where it all goes. Even if I could somehow stick it in the recycling, like they're going to recycle it. They're going to melt down my fucking carry on bag, you know, so some fucking, you know, hipster can get it. Um, do they buy recycled shit? I don't know. Anyway, um, I just spent a... Uh, Oh, it was, we had, had a little uh, getaway vacation, which was really fun with uh, my family here. But I've just been like, I was on edge the whole fucking time. I don't know why. I'm, I'm telling you, because you know what it was? Was I immediately thought like, oh, you know, we're going up into the mountains. Oh, I could sit on the back porch and I could smoke a cigar. And I was like, no, you said you weren't going to smoke a cigar until the Super Bowl. You said you were going to get this habit under control, so I didn't bring them. And I think, like, mentally, I was kind of climbing the walls at night. <laughs> but we had such a fucking great time up here. It's the first time, I mean, you know, kids live in L.A. It's the first time they've played in snow, so they were loving it. We had snowball fights. We made snowmen. Uh, we went tubing. Stayed away from the whole... Uh, skiing and snowboarding stuff you know I'm, I'm not into that stuff Nia's not into that stuff that just seems like I mean you get into that hobby that's it's like buying a vacation home I mean I just look at them the sheer amount of equipment especially the skiers they seem like they have extra stuff all the fucking it's like golf on snow you know all these golf guys with the fucking the shoes, the outfits, the fucking tees, the balls, the covers, the clubs, the bags, the carts, the fucking visors, all of that fucking sh- the cigar holder. It just became, <laughs> it's like, it's like you go into a knickknack store and go, let me get all of this. Well, what if it rains? I need an umbrella that attaches to my fucking bag. It's just, I just, it's just too much shit. And also, you know, I got a tour coming up. Like I was sitting there going like, there's no way I'm skiing. Like maybe if I get a little time here, I'll try snowboarding. Cause that always looked fun to me, but it's like, I can't break my ass, you know, and then get on a fucking six hour flight, you know, back to Boston to start a tour wherever the fuck I'm starting out. And it's just like, you know, but I, I, you know, people like, I will tell you this though, back when I did ski, I wore jeans. This is how long ago it was jeans and a, and a fucking 
uh, 80s ski coat. And I would come down and my coat would, I'd be fine from the waist up, but the bottom I'd just have snow caked all over me. I mean, you know, it was a fucking expensive sport, right? So I, 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 could, I, I, afforded, I could afford the jacket. Uh, I will say there was nothing better. There was, n- there's no better beer, I don't, I, my opinion, than after a day of skiing. I never did the snowboarding, but I figured it's the same thing. Coming in out of the cold, yeah, somehow worked up a sweat in the cold, and you come in and you sit down and you drink like, you don't go to get fucked up. You just have one of those hoppy fucking heavy beers. Oh my God. Like I don't give a shit like about alcohol anymore. Like I don't think about drinking, but yesterday after we went, we went tubing. I went with my daughter, I was so proud of her, man. She was like, you know, it's a decent sized hill. So we went down together a couple times. Then she said she wanted to go down by herself. And then on the last one, she had the, the person spinner. And um, I was really proud of her. And that's, that's that moment where as a parent, you really like fire your kid up and tell them how proud, proud of them, you know, you are of them that, they, you know, cause I could tell she was like nervous or whatever. So said, I remember, you know, first time I went sledding, you know, I was, I was so nervous and da da da. You just make them feel like it's all right to be nervous. Um, face the, the little fear and then you do it and you see it's, it's no big deal, but oh my God, it was such a good time. The one thing that I didn't realize, uh, the one thing that was really like kind of wearing on me other than not smoking cigars that was really causing me to be on edge, which, you know, caused me to almost throw my fucking luggage out the window this morning. Um, was you needed a, you needed a reservation for everything up here? We were like, let's go tubing, and the first day it was like snowing like a like a bastard, as I, they used to say back where I'm from. And um, so we take the bus up. My son's all excited because he loved anything that's big, trucks. You know, he likes motorcycles, buses, planes, helicopters, anything that just makes a big fucking noise. Like he loved the snowmobiles, which I can't believe how fucking quiet they are now. And those things. See, now that I could get into. Like if I lived up here, I wouldn't do like the, you know, snowboard skiing thing. I, but I definitely, the, uh, the snowmobile shit, that looks like fun as hell, man. Um, so anyway, we take the bus up and it was awesome. It was like two fucking... Like classic California guys, right? And um, they're sitting in the back of the bus, like, "Oh, bro, this dude, right?" Oh, and they're like literally talking like Spicoli. So of course, I turn around. The lovely Neil's sitting behind me, and she has this big grin on her face because we love like accents. We like, you know, you like going places and meeting like the locals. You know what I mean? You don't want to go there, and uh, that's why I always hate about like cruise ships and uh, I only did one of those I did a gig on that that did not go well um, and uh, or uh, I remember like a few times I went on a, uh, a trip and we went to a resort and you just stay there in a resort it's just like I could just be at like a fucking hard rock cafe in Columbus Ohio right now like what what the fuck is the point of traveling if I'm just gonna hang out with a bunch of other Americans in Hawaiian shirts <laughs> Even though we're not in Hawaii, but it just makes sense to you, you know? You know how my people are. We're fucking funny. Hey, we're near the equator. Hey, but you got on a Hawaiian shirt. Hey, honey, get your hair braided. <laughs> that shit's funny to me. Um, I will say what's funny is I saw, you know, on Instagram... You know, this this white kid was going like, today I'm going to, like, I clicked on one best sandwich in L.A. Now that I'm just getting bombarded with, like, you know, these are the five best barbecue sauces within your fucking area code. And I can't, I can't get out of it. You know, it's like on Instagram, you click on one whore and then it becomes like a porn site. It's just like, I can't just look at one every once in a while. Um, I'm, I needed a new exercise to my workout, whatever fucking excuse you have, right? So um, this kid's the best burrito in fucking L.A., right? So he goes there, right? And uh, it's one of these things on the side of the road. Guy's got, like, the truck and everything, and they throw down. Um, 
And then like the amount of like, you know, racist white people like, oh, do they have a permit? Oh, it's such a shame they're taking away business from a legitimate fucking da-da-da-da-da. It's like, you don't like them because they're not white. That's what it is, you fucking asshole. They're busting their ass on the side of the fucking road. That's the American dream. And then you work your way up and one day you get a restaurant, you fucking cunt. So anyway, so that's me trashing white people. Now I have to trash Mexicans here because if I see one more fucking comment saying that white people think Taco Bell is Mexican food, you know, it's like, oh, are we, are we that dumb, really? Taco Bell's not even food. It, it, Taco Bell is no more food than McDonald's. It's like, do you guys think fucking McDonald's is European cuisine? <laughs> Oh, this is the real deal. This is Mexican food. And I pull up to the fucking, uh, the drive-thru and there's some kid named Brad, some white kid, white as I am, giving me a fucking, I, I, I tell you, I, I don't fucking, I've, I've eaten there twice. I ate there twice in one year. I had never eaten there because there was just something about it. It just, the colors of it always looked gross to me. There was something about that purple and uh, the refried beans look like diarrhea to me. And I was just like, I'm not fucking eating there. I'm just not fucking, I'm not fucking with that shit. And uh, it wasn't until I moved to New York and I did a road gig and the comic who was driving was me and like two other fucking, uh, one other comic. And he just stopped there and, I, and he was, I was like, I've never been here. What do I get? And he said, get the number seven burrito or something. And I got that. And, you know, in a fast food way, it was like, all right. And then I was by myself on the road. And I was like, oh, you know, later on the year, I'll try it again. And I ate it. I was just like, this is not good. <laughs> and, yeah, so, listen, I don't know what authentic Mexican food is as a white person. But I will tell you, I, I know it's not Taco Bell. All right? I know some of us are dumb. We're not all fucking dumb. Just like every every race, every race has their morons and has their geniuses. Okay, you want to you want to, but for some reason, races of people, all we do is just define each other. That's what I. It's like the Jerry Springer show. The Jerry Springer show was the worst representation of every race out there. I was just watching. Um, I, I saw this. I'm completely off the track here. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here. Um, I was watching this thing on. Uh, I watched a bunch of Instagram trying to, you know, I'm a fucking cigar fiend. So I'm like trying not to fucking smoke, right? Um, so at night, I, I'm like fucking tossing and turning. And uh, so I'm just like on Instagram. You know, you, you're, you're still looking at your phone and your spouse is like, come on, kid, shut up. Screen is too bright, right? So you got you to gotta go down to the lowest setting. You know what I mean? And now you're in your bed like some nerd, like smart kid that so can't stop reading a book that he's under the covers with the flashlight. If that ever even happened. I think that was just in, a, uh, in movies, right? Except you're a degenerate moron like me. And I'm just looking at Instagram videos. And I saw one. It was the compilation best reactions to somebody realizing they weren't the father on um, Maury Povich. And I used to, I used to, you know, didn't watch it religiously, but I would watch it. And, uh, and I would be rooting for the guys. <laughs> you know, because I was single and I didn't have any kids. And like, I don't know. I was just putting myself into that situation. I was like, there's clearly no love between these two people. Like, I hope this guy isn't going to get sucked into this for the next fucking 20 years of his life supporting the kid and then like every family function he's gonna have to see you know they have to see each other again and i haven't watched that shit when, I, when the fuck did that go off the year 20 years ago i hadn't seen it forever so i just you know it was like scrolling it was the next thing that came up and uh my perspective on it completely changed now that i'm a dad they kept showing the pictures okay little four-year-old so-and-so and they were all the cutest fucking kids ever and just watching somebody being excited that that kid was, I was like, that kid needs a hug. That kid needs somebody to help him out, somebody to take him go sledding or whatever. And it ended up being one of the saddest fucking shows I ever saw in my life. <laughs> I think I'm going through menopause. I don't know what's going on with me. 
But anyway, let's um, let's uh, let's talk. Um, oh, dude, this is how like on edge I am too. Like they fucking when you went to go on the uh, the tubing thing, the guy's breaking it down, right? One of these fucking guys that just shows the outdoors and he fucking loves it. You can tell he's stoked and he's telling you so. He's got fucking great energy, and. Uh, and I was just looking at the guy going, this is the kind of guy I would have partied with back in the day. This guy's fucking fun as hell. And I know he's funny as shit. And, uh, and he would just, he would have just great stories or whatever. So like, I immediately loved the guy. Um, so he was sitting there, you know, talking about, you know, how to, how to get into the tube when you get up top, put the leash in the thing, see the label goes out front, sit down, blah, 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 blah. He said, when you go on, there's this little fucking moving sidewalk when you go up the thing, was saying, you know, when you get there, grab it by the handle, have the, the bottom side facing you, and sort of lean forward a little bit, right? So everybody does it, right? And he says, don't like, you know, if you drag it behind you, 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 then it's not as, it's not like you're taking up too much space. So of course, the second time we do it, this fucking dumb broad in front of us has the fucking, the thing behind her, right? And she's on her stupid fucking phone the whole time. You know, and oh my God, I'm judging her, right? And all I want is when we get to the top of the thing is for the guy running the escalator to say, hey lady, what do you think, you're fucking special? What did we say, right? So I want that moment of justice, which you guys, you know, that it never comes, right? It never fucking comes. It happens in movies, right? But it doesn't seem to happen in real life. So you see the guy look, he's like, yeah, whatever, right? They're not paying me enough to fucking reprimand this woman, right? And then like she gets off the thing and then she's like screaming to like her husband who's ahead of her and he's he's basically saying in a different language, cut the line. And I was just like, I fucking, I, I don't like this family. <laughs> this family thinks rules don't apply to them. And then I was just sitting there thinking, going like, dude, you're about to go tubing with your daughter for the first time ever and you you you're you're upset about this fucking soccer mom who's not following the rules will you get your goddamn head in the game this is like my fight the whole fucking weekend um i'm blaming cigars but it's probably uh i don't know once a year i take mushrooms i think i need to do a little check-in here on myself but anyway so we we uh where did all where did all of that start I just meandered away and further away and further away, and I thought I was going to finish my fucking thought. I don't know what it was. But anyway, we had a great time up here. Um, I will tell you, everything now, you need a fucking reservation, and then it's just an information suck. You know, you got to fill this out. Like, I had to fill out a fucking I'm not going to sue you thing to go sledding. And then they wanted your name, your age, your address, email, phone number. Of course, I put in all fake information, but... Just watching people doing, you want to be like, dude, you don't have to give them all of this. Like, what? Why would you do that? Um, we went to go bowling. Bowling. There was no fucking. There was no. Do you have a reservation? He's like, what was this fucking Wolfgang pucks? It's fucking bowling. This is the biggest white trash sport there ever was. It's literally why I'm here. Yeah, sorry, we're all booked up. Like I'm trying to get a steak. <laughs> I'm going bowling, a bologna sandwich and tater tops. Like, right? Some watered-down beer. That's fucking bowling. Do you have a reservation? It's like, oh, my God. But, but what was cool was we ended up going, there was a nice rink right down the street, so we ended up going skating, which was, uh, which was fun, man. Um, and uh, I'll tell you, these fucking people up here in the mountains, they can ski and snowboard their asses off. They can't skate worth a shit. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, oh my god! I was, just, I just kept waiting. You know that sound of of somebody's head hitting the ice, that kook. That it's it's like a fucking. It's a higher pitch sound than you would think it would be. It's not coconut. It's not watermelon. It's human head. It's it's a specific fucking sound. It's nauseating. I still remember the first time I I, I heard it. I was outdoor recess and somebody threw up. We were playing 
two completes of first with a Nerf football. I was in grade school, and this kid jumped up to catch the ball, which he did, but we were playing on the tar, and he just landed on his back, and then his head went kook, really. <laughs> he, had, he had a pom-pom hat on, so I think... I think he was fully concussed. Um, anyway, let's 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 talk about the uh, playoff, uh, the playoffs. Uh, before before I even get into it, shout out to the NFL, which with one of the most overtly hilarious um, gestures of greed I've ever seen in my life, and the way that they were selling it, that you now had to pay to watch a playoff game. I mean, playoff games on the networks, the amount of money that the network gives you because of the amount of money that they're going to fucking charge advertisers, and that's how they got paid. And the NFL is like, nah, man, there's got to be a way to make more. There has to be a way to make more. So they get in bed with Peacock. What do you think the number is, huh? Ten bucks? Nah, too much, too much. Five? Nah. Eight? That's a weird number. Seven? Let's go six. I I know people would pay five, but I think, I think, I think they would pay six, right? So Peacock pays him like $110 million to show the Chiefs versus the fucking Dolphins and then to charge NFL fans like we're not paying enough for tickets parking, jerseys, the NFL package. It's like, it's one of the most loyal fan bases in all of sports. All right? And I'll tell you, like, the level that they have marketed and exploited, like, you want to talk about, like, when I was just making fun of skiing and snowboarding and golfing and all the shit you have to wear, the amount of shit you have to wear, evidently, to go to a football game now, because I saw another highlight when I was on Instagram of fucking Joe Montana's drive against the Cowboys to Dwight Clark, the catch. Uh, when they cut to the fucking crowd, the way people were dressed, you could tell what they did for a living. Like, there, there, was, a, there, was, a, there was some, like, baseball hat, 49er things, and some pom-pom hats. That was about it. No jerseys, none of this shit. There was one guy dressed like a pimp. I mean, it was fucking, it was just like, you worked all week and then you put your shit you wore to work. You just went to the fucking game. And now people go out there, like all the stuff that they, they, they got on and the man caves and all of this shit. You would think that the NFL would be happy. No. So they come, they're getting, we're getting in $110 million for the TV rights to broadcast this game. Plus, we're going to get six bucks from every single fucking cunt that watches this game. Right? And this was my favorite part ever, was the way that they sold the game. They said, become part of history. (laughs) You know, like we were watching them land on the moon for the first time. Like, oh, yeah. I'll never forget where I was when I ordered my first playoff game on a streaming service. Um, That was one of the easiest no's of my life. And uh, there's a part of me that hopes the entire league goes to a streaming service and you have to pay for it so I can finally walk away like De Niro in Casino. I can just finally walk away from the incredible fucking waste of time that sports is. Oh God! Then I'd really be alone with my thoughts. That would, actually, I should. You know what? I shouldn't be attacking sports. Sports are fantastic. All right, just the level of greed. Um, and then this, this was the best part. This was this was the fucking best part. Some fucking representative, um, Democratic representative, went at um, the NFL for their level of greed. How funny is that? A politician. You know, now I don't know if he was a senator or a representative, but they're the ones that voted that they can't be arrested for insider trading. And on average, even though they make low six figures a year, all of their portfolios are worth $20 million. There's actually a guy on Instagram, on Instagram, I don't know how he does this. He says how he makes money is he sees what those people are investing in. Um... 
which is kind of brilliant. It's like one of those little fishes swimming underneath like a shark and whatever's left over, you just come over and eat it. <laughs> I don't want to hunt. I'll let this fucking guy kill everything and then I'll catch the nickels rolling off the fucking table. So anyway, shout out to the fucking NFL um, just when I, I, I think that there's no fucking way for you to squeeze another fucking drop of juice out of the lemon. They figure it out. Um, become part of history. Like, I, I just want to be in one of those meetings. Are they laughing when they say that? Become part of history? Can they make eye contact with each other when they pitch shit like that? They have to be laughing. Like how fucking, I mean, that, that, the way that they sold it was more insulting that they wanted me to pay $6 for the fucking thing. Um, anyway, you know what they're working to? They're working towards ultimately is the Super Bowl is going to be a pay-per-view. And uh, I can't imagine like what that's going to be. Like I feel like how streaming services are working, Right. You know, how ridiculously low their prices because they're trying to get everybody to come to them so that they're the destination. And I think once they put everybody, whoever wins this, this fight, I think once they have closed down everything but their streaming service and then that is entertainment, what's to stop them from then raising the price and being like, all right, we were giving it away. Now it's fucking going to be a lot more. Um, it's really, uh, I find the whole thing fascinating because I don't understand, I don't get people like, at what point are you making enough fucking money? Like Roger Goodell makes like 30, $40 million a year. And as much as people make fun of that guy, you have to work your ass off on that job. There's no way you can be commissioner of the NFL and your phone isn't blowing up seven days a week, 365, right? But you're also making $40 million a fucking year. That's got to be great, right? I mean, if you're eating Taco Bell every night, (laughs) authentic Mexican food, Um, if you're eating that every fucking night, whatever, you know what I mean? If you're living on a budget, you make $40 million a year. You do that two fucking years in a row. And then you live in the middle of nowhere. You never have to work again. Now, you don't want to live in the middle. That's one thing I have learned about, about, about being up here in the, mount, in the mountains is um, I'm definitely a city guy. Um, I just, I, I, I would rather get stabbed to death on a subway than get mauled by a bear. And the odds of both, I feel, are the same. Now, the people in the mountains and out in the country, yeah, that's not true, fucking geek, a dick, a worker, burger, right? And then people in the city, like, oh my God, they're out there in the mountains fucking their sister, right? Like, it, it's one of the saddest things about actually traveling is you actually start to learn that it's all, like, people's ideas of each other are just completely way off base. It's, it's really fucking stupid. There's great people up here. There's great people in the city. There's, generally speaking, there's great. That's why it annoys the shit out of me when Trump goes, I'm going to make America great again. It's like, buddy, it is great. It is great. We don't need you to make it great. It already is great. It has its problems like any other country. This country is great despite greedy fucks like you, Right? Um, and let me just trash Biden now, just so everybody feels okay, all right? If, the, I mean, even though, you know, he's got dementia, I don't want to fucking trash a guy with dementia, but when he had his fucking faculties, he wasn't exactly a decent human being. All right, let's go to the playoffs here. This podcast is putting me in a great fucking mood, by the way. Um, I needed, I needed, I don't know, fucking 55-year-old man fighting with his luggage. Um, anyway. Okay, first things first, the Texans versus the Cleveland Browns, not much of a matchup. I was really, uh, I was really uh, rooting for Joe Flacco, the comeback thing, but uh, the Texans just jumped all over him. There's no reason to even fucking talk about that game. It was just an absolute, as Paul Verzi says, it was an absolute bloodbath. Now, this game interests the, sh- the hell out of me. Green Bay Packers versus the Dallas Cowboys. Green Bay jumps out to a 27 to nothing lead. And I feel like that's when people stopped sort of watching the game and really seeing what was happening. 
Um, the final score was 48 to 32. Okay, Green Bay had two pick sixes. They still only won by 16 points and Dak threw for over 400 yards. Um, that, that's not good stats. Like, that, that, it's not as impressive of a fucking win as seeing them up 27 to nothing, how it ended up. Because in the second half, um, Green Bay's defense, did, you know, they let up 32 points. No, no, wait. No, no, I'm sorry. It was 20, then it became 27-10. They let up 22 points. But um, I don't know. I, I just don't. That does not seem like a deep playoff run uh, team to me. However, having said that, not to fucking shit on Green Bay's big fucking victory. How about Jordan Love? And how about the Green Bay Packers going what it seems like no one's ever done this? Three great quarterbacks in a row. Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. Bang, bang, bang. All right? I'm, I'm trying to think the last time when I grew up, they went Bob Greasy, and then there was this four or five-year period where it was Don Strock and David Woodley, and even they made it to a Super Bowl under the great Don Shula. Um, and then Dan Marino. I just remember as a Patriots fan being like, fuck, here we go again. You know, like I saw this Bears fan talking about that, like they're going to be kicking our ass again. Um, <clears throat> they just, but I've never seen a team do three in a row. I mean, that's like New York Yankee shit way back in the day. Ruth and Gehrig to fucking, uh, who was next? Was it DiMaggio? Mickey Mantle. 20s and 30s, 40s and 50s, 50s and 60s. Bam, bam, bam. They just had the fucking superstar. Um, incredible. Imagine if Lou Gehrig lived. You know, if his career wasn't cut short. They, they probably would have had 30 titles. Um, anyway, so that was my only concern about that. I love Jordan Love. I love, you know, watching Green Bay winning and everything. I'll tell you what is stupid. Speaking of the Yankees, it's just like, why do I need to listen to Jerry Jones uh, have like a fucking, you know, an official statement that after a disappointing loss, he's disappointed. That's like some George Steinbrenner shit. The Yankees have lost four games in a row, and later on this afternoon, the boss is going to issue a statement. Let me guess, George, you're not happy with losing. Fucking egomaniacs. Um, anyway, so congratulations to the Texans. Green Bay. I don't know what happened in the Chiefs and Dolphins game. Um, didn't, didn't even see any highlights of it. Uh, seems like the Chiefs handled them pretty easily. Uh, which brings us to, which is what we were saying on the uh, the Anything Better podcast about the Dolphins. They, they, they had a great record against bad teams and not a good record at all against good teams. All right, Lions versus the Rams. Um, I was convinced that that was going to come down to coaching, uh, watching the game. And by halftime, I was like, the Rams had figured out what the Lions are doing, and they're going to come back, and they're going to win this game. And uh, they just couldn't get it in the end zone. And the Lions made their plays when they needed to make the plays. Uh, I will say I was the secondary on both teams. is uh, eesh. I don't know. I didn't really see anybody this weekend where I was like, that team is going to the Super Bowl. Um, now, granted, I didn't see the Chiefs and the Dolphins. And also, granted, I'm a stand-up comedian, so what the fuck do I know? Um, with that, let me do a little bit of reads here. Hang on a second. Simply safe. Simply safe. Simply fucking safe. What kind of simply safe you need up here in the fucking mountains for goddamn bears? Um, anyway, let's do simply safe here. Uh, simply safe. You know, now that we've wrapped up 2023 and are ushering into the next, it's a perfect time to reflect on what truly matters. Uh, what truly matters. The people we love most. Secondly, behind that, knowing what year it is and updating your copy. Uh, this year resolves to keep them safer than ever with the award-winning Simply Safe security system named Best Home Security of 2023 by U.S. News and World Report. 
I trust Simply Safe in my own home and recommend it to everybody. Simply Safe is comprehensive protection for the whole whole home. Sorry, I got the hiccups. With advanced sensors that not only detect break-ins but fires, floods, and other threats to your home, and getting you the help you need. Uh, with 24-7 live guard protection, monitoring agents can actually see, speak to, and confront intruders in your home. Available from Simply Safe to, act- to actually stop crime in real time. Can we see videos of you yelling at criminals in the middle of fucking sniffing people's underwears? Uh, 24-7 monitoring is highly affordable, costing less than a dollar a day, half the price of traditional home security. Simply Safe prioritizes your privacy. That's why their indoor security cameras are the only one on the market with physical privacy shutters to ensure your privacy 24-7. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Simply Safe for 60-day risk-free. If you don't like it, return your system for a full refund. Keep your home and family safer than ever in the new year. As a listener, you can save 20% on your new system with the Fast Protect plan by visiting simplysafe.com slash burr. Customize your system in just minutes at simplysafe.com slash burr. S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash burr. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Oh, lastly. Oh, it isn't lastly. No, it is lastly. Lastly, but not leastly. Policy Genius. Start the new year knowing you found the right life insurance to protect your family with Policy Genius. Getting life insurance today means you'll have peace of mind for the rest of 2024 and beyond. So if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses while getting back on their feet. Luckily, Policy Genius uh, helps you compare your options from top companies and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk to talk you through it. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. And it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just 292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Uh, some options offer same day of approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed award-winning agents you can help, which can help you find the best fit for your needs. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot. Save time and money and give your family a financial safety net with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com slash Bill Burr or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com slash Bill Burr. All right, Bill Burr. All right, where are we here? Um, okay. Bob Sled from the Netherlands. Hi, Bill. For bobsledding, you need athleticism. Oh, yeah, I made fun of bobsledding just so I could get fucking bobsledders to write in. However, after my observations during my participation in a Europe Cup and America Cup and the World Bobsled Championship, dude, this guy's like a, he goes sledding professionally. I have noticed that my definition of an athlete is not fully lived by the majority of bobsledders. Oh, this! Oh, he's giving us the dirt, the behind the scene of bobsledding. This sounds like a Will Ferrell movie. Blades of Glory meets bobsledding. The majority drinks too much and eats unhealthy. Ah, oh, the aqua lung. And because bobsledding is only allowed from an older age, up to 20... Wait, and because bobsledding is only allowed from an older age, up to 26 years, is considered youth. It is a brilliant way to not have to face real life after a failed athletics or American football career and attaching a bobsled career to it becomes a nice escape to avoid dealing with it. All right. This feels like a second... Oh, it's in Netherlands. Second language. So I think what you're saying is... Uh, you're, it's allowed, so after you fail at those bigger, sexier, better-paying sports... A way to deal with it is to become a bobsledder. Um, did Herschel Walker try bobsledding at one point? Um, that guy's unbelievably athletic. After observing myself, I realized that perhaps what I initially thought was influenced by my own perspective, I used to compete for the Dutch bobsled team, and surprisingly, we don't have a bobsled track. Anyway... What I know is that during the time I was involved in bobsledding, there was a lot of room for improvement in creating a bobsled athlete. Um, 
All right. So you kind of agree with me? So basically whatever country would loan their top athletes to that sport, they would absolutely dominate. Is it really all about that big push in the beginning? I mean, after that, you're just kind of steering it down the hill, right? Or is it like microscopic leaning and knowing when to lean and you all have to lean at one time or that whole fucking thing's going to go off the rails, man. Um, I will say this as a kid, I always loved it. I always loved bobsledding because I was sledding and I was just like, look how cool their sled is and how fucking fast it goes. And uh, when I was a kid, you know, people died doing that shit. People got beheaded <laughs> and fucking... I mean, it was, it was big boy sled. It was for all the marbles there. All right, AI music question for Bill. Hey, Billy Burichick. Oh, too soon, too soon. It is over. It's all done. The old man. Um, I know we're all paranoid about AI and the information we're feeding it to make it smarter. Um, what am I doing? What the fuck? What do you mean? Like, like, wait, 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 wait. How the fuck? I don't want AI and I'm not working on it. How did you just make me a part of this? Was this a fucking robot that wrote this? I know we're all paranoid about AI and the information we're feeding it to make it even smarter. I'm not feeding it anything. I'm jumping through the hoops. These fucking cunts that want to fuck robots are making me jump through. Um, but have you ever stopped to consider how much... AI is training us already? Oh, God. I hate fucking people like this. This is why... This is, can I tell you something? This is why people... Okay? Joe Sixpack is always going to get fucked. Because there's always going to be the counterpoint. There's always the narcissist. There's always the fucking person that just wants to get attention. There's, there's just the fucking contrarian... That's just going to cause an argument rather than, than us all getting on the same fucking page. All right? The fact that the information is out there, that these senators and representatives are fucking insider trading with these pieces of shit that are fucking us over, and they're allegedly in there to represent us, conservatively or in a liberal way, and they're just not doing it. They're just lining their own pockets. And the fact that that doesn't get any fucking traction. And we as regular people cannot get on the same page to just bitch about that. Just start with that. Can't fucking do it. Fucking politicize everything. It just, it's just, it's, this is going to be so depressing to read. Anyway, I was listening to Spotify today and got the urge to listen to the song Don't Mean Nothing by Richard Marks. I know. Because I like the slide licks by Joe Walsh on that track. But then I realized, hey, I can't do that. If I play that song, the algorithm is going to think I like Richard Marks. And then it's going to start turning up in every one of my recommended playlists. All right. I still pay for music. If I like a song, I, I buy it. Um, but it used to be 99 cents per. Now... Apple just switched to like, you give us 20 bucks a month and you get all the music. Like they all do. They just totally devalued the artist. Yeah, you ain't worth shit. If everybody gives me 20 bucks, you can get all of their work for free and I won't pay them shit. Um, I'd be literally telling the AI, I'm a chick who had his posters on my wall in the 80s. No, well then you just, after that, just download like Bitches Brew or something. And then they'll be like, we don't know what the fuck to do with this person. Anyway, what I'm going to do, okay, wait, 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 wait. I'd be literally telling the AI I'm a, ch a chick who had his posters on my wall in the 80s when I'm a dude who banged his head to Maiden and the Scorpions. Oh, all right. I read you wrong. Maybe I'm the fucking problem in the discourse. Jesus, that's not a stretch at all. Um, if that isn't bad, if, if that isn't bad enough, I'll do something similar if a song comes on from a band I really like but I'm kind of burnt on now, like Van Halen, ACDC, or Metallica. Uh, I'll be like, I don't want to hear that, this song right now because I've heard it a million times, but then I'll think, wait, if I signal the AI I don't like Van Halen, that's basically killing who I am. 
or at the very least, it's killing the younger version of myself. I'm a guy that fucking loves Van Halen, ACDC, Metallica. You know what the fucking problem is? Is they play the same four fucking songs. Back in Black is such an incredible album. All they play is You Shook Me All Night Long. Like ACDC in three songs for the radio is You Shook Me All Night Long, Thunderstruck, and then I would... I don't even know if a Bon Scott song even makes it. Highway to Hell, maybe? Those are the only... Out of all those fucking albums and all of those fucking great songs, that's all they play. Uh, Metallica and nothing else matters. And then they'll play fucking... uh, (coughs) Enter Sandman. And every once in a while when they want to get crazy, they'll play like Master of Puppets. And they just completely ignore... Um, and Justice for All, that whole fucking album. Um, anyway, the person says, how fucked up is that? I'm literally trying to outsmart an algorithm so it doesn't screw up my music's uh, cur- curation. What kind of Orwellian bullshit is that? No, I, I, I did that with Netflix. I always tell this story. I watched, I watched one season of Narcos and then everything on my fucking queue was... was was you know behind the scenes Rikers Island, um, the top five drug dealers of fucking August, and I just was like, and that's what, how I ended up finding One Punch Man. I watched like Japanese anime because I was trying to just totally throw this thing off. Um, anyway, by the way, now that you've finally done shrooms, about time, pussy. As uh, an '80s guy, were you fucking queer? Uh, do black light posters finally make sense to you? That's funny. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm glad that I did mushrooms later in life rather than when I was young because it would just be like, I did that, then I was seeing this, and fucking wow, man. As opposed to actually getting something out of it. Oh, not saying the other way wouldn't have been fun too. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, All right, here we go. The Persian chessboard. Uh, hey, Boba Fett Bill, I recently read something kind of insane in a Carl Sagan book and thought I'd share. A vizier for an ancient, I don't even know what that is, for an ancient Persian king invented chess. Hang on a second. Here we go. Yeah, they invented chess. Uh, white people like the original like streaming service where we just took all of this art for ourselves. <laughs> a vizier or wizard is a high-ranking political advisor or minister in the Near East. Oh, a kiss-ass. Okay, we got those over here. All right. The king was so blown away by the game that he says to the vizier, you can have anything you want as a reward, a palace or two, treasures, dancing girls, you name it. You name it. Uh, The vizier comes back to the king and says, all I want is one single grain of wheat for the first square, then two grains for the second square, then double it for each square after. Oh, God, this is a math problem. The king laughs at the request and tells the head of his granary to grant the vizier's request. And what, he starved everybody to do that? So the vizier gets one grain in the first square, then two in the second, four in the third, eight in the fourth, and so on. Here's the thing, though. By the time he gets to the 64th square, the vizier at his own 18 quintillion, 446 quadrillion, 744 trillion, 73 billion, 709 million, 551,615 bits of grain. Yeah, but the king would be like, yeah, fuck you, you nerd. Behead this asshole. Um, I found the above impossible to believe, so I calculated it on the calculator, and indeed, that is, the, that is correct. Thanks for the laughs and looking forward to your 2024 output. Go check yourself, mate. Go checkmate yourself. Sorry, I fucked it up. Um, I really think I have a little bit of dyslexia. I move shit around. Um, wait. So is this just... Is that just, that's just a story. Because no king would, would actually pay that. That's probably why he's laughing. 
Like he's like, I don't know what this nerd's up to, but if if I don't like it, we're just gonna kill him. Um, long distance love. It sounds like a Phil Collins song. He's making pop music. Long distance love. Oh, you just have to wait. Um, that was actually a cover. Um, long distance love. Long distance lover. Is that a Marvin Gaye song? That sounds like a funk song ripping off a hit song. All right. Hello, Bill. The Hello, Billy the Ball Bag. I'm looking for advice. Uh, it's time for advice with your host, Billy Bird. I'm ripping off this melody from somebody else. I'm looking for advice from someone a little older and wiser, but they didn't respond, so I thought I'd try my favorite comedian. <laughs> Oh, God, that was that was a nice, eloquent slap to the face, and I'll take it. I'm 25, living in the UK, and my girlfriend is 26, living in the Philippines. She's gorgeous. She's Filipino. I mean, it just it, I don't know that there's not a good-looking Filipino. Um, she's gorgeous, sweet, caring, and everything I want in a relationship. We have been in a relationship for a little over three years after meeting online one drunken night. Uh... We meet up two to three times each year, meeting each other's family and traveling around the world together. The only problem is the distance between us. I want to close that 7,000 mile difference and have her live with me in the UK. We have spoken at length and it's what we both want, okay. The only problem is to get her to stay here, I have to marry her. I'm not religious, but marriage is sacred to me. But uh, only do it once kind of guy. You guys are killing me this week with the fucking words you're leaving out. The only problem is to get away. Okay, I'm not religious. I'm not religious, but marriage is sacred to me. Only do it once kind of guy. All right. When we meet it, when we meet, it's like a honeymoon. So that dose of what reality is like together doesn't exist, which makes me nervous. The longest we have lived together is three months, and it's not enough to know how compatible we are under the same roof. I do think that she could be the girl I'm meant to be with, but it's a huge risk. What would you do in my situation? Thanks, and go fuck yourself. Well, I think the fact that you're even thinking this shit, that's probably not a good sign. You lived with her for three months. I don't know. I think, I think you know in three months. People back in the day, they used to get married super quick, and then, you know... The guy would have a white beater on and be beating around on the fire escape. I mean, look how that works. I don't know. I, 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 um, I hope it works out for you. Um, there's, I mean, there's a lot of variables in that whole fucking thing. Um, I don't want to add to the variables. <laughs> All right, I will. You asked me. Okay, what's some gorgeous Filipino chick fucking... Dating some fucking, you know, pasty English guy from around fucking 7,000 goddamn miles away. Do you got money? If you don't have money, then I'm buying this. But I'm a little nervous that, you know, she's trying to get the fuck out of there any way she can. And she needs citizenship, so she's willing to marry you. There's also that, if you want to throw that in there. There's a lot of fucking shit going on. But I, I as an outsider, you know, I don't know what you feel when you see her. So... I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. All I know, this is what I can tell you. I'm glad I'm not in that situation. Um, but you seem like you you had more questions than answers. I mean, you see, what if this? What about that? I mean, I know I fucking love her, but, you know, what if that's just the honeymoon thing? What if it's fucking this and da-da-da-da-da? I mean, you know, I hate this thing, but you know when they say you know when you know, it is true. You do know when you know. It, it, it's easy. Silence is comfortable. You just vibe. It makes sense. And pretty early on, you're like, holy shit, I'm going to spend my life with this person. All right? If you're not feeling that, then, you know, I don't know what to tell you. However, you, you do seem like you're living between your, your ears a little bit here. So um, why don't you pitch this with her? Why doesn't she get an extended stay? And say, like, look, all right, well, why don't we fucking stay together for a... Uh, Jesus Christ, then you got to go on through that thing. I'm so happy I'm married. It's such a fucking pain in the ass dating. Um, there's another reason, too. Like, you never would have met this chick if it wasn't for the fucking internet. 
And now look at the situation you're in. Trying to close a 7,000 mile gap. I mean, it was badless. It was bad enough when Tom Hanks was sleepless in Seattle, right? I've never seen that movie. I've never. I would pay for an NFL playoff game before I would watch that fucking movie. Um, I love Tom Hanks. I hated the premise of that movie. I hated the name of that fucking movie. I hated the people that liked that movie. Um, it was just literally like, you know, everybody makes fun of those live, laugh, laugh, love signs that like everybody had in their house. And now everybody's acting like they don't, they didn't, you know, um, that if, if you were going to make a movie, the movie version of that, um, uh, some guy emoting on the fucking radio. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. How could the same industry that gave you Charles Bronson movies give you that? I mean, it's just fucking, it's, um, it's, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> um, Houston, we have a problem. Tom Hanks is sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> I haven't said that. I, I, uh, all right, let's do it right now. Your, your top three Tom Hanks movies. I'm coming right out of the gate. Honorable mention, Bosom Buddies. I love that fucking show. Splash. I love that fucking movie. You know why? I liked his fucking car. He had that fucking sick-ass BMW. And then he's banging a mermaid. I mean, John Candy's in it. I'm in. I'm in. Um, I like the movie he did with Jackie Gleason. He had that fucking sick-ass Jeep CJ that he was driving around in. And it's got Jackie Gleason in it. I'm fucking in. Um, oh, this next one's tough. I mean, now you got all the big ones. Um, you got Philadelphia. You got uh, Houston. We got a problem. You got Saving Private Ryan. Um, I think I'd go Saving Private Ryan. I also like the Money Pit. I also like the Burbs. Like, I like those fucking comedies that he did back in the 80s. I like those too. Tom Hanks is one of those guys, like, before you realize it, like, you saw, like, all, like, the last 20 of his movies. You've seen, like, 18 of them. Tom Cruise is like that. I remember I thought, like, I, you know, I was sort of like, yeah, I like Tom Cruise, but he wasn't, like, the main person that I liked. And then one day they listed his movies. It's like, I've fucking seen all of those. <laughs> I've seen all of those in the movie theater. I saw all of those fucking movies. Um, um, underrated Tom Cruise movies. Uh, losing it. Um, oh, my God, I can't remember. What was the football one he made? Right, right before Risky Business. I think it came out after it. That was a good one. The Outsiders. All my shit's going to be from the 80s. Uh, Top Gun, and I watched that as the drama it was meant to be. Um, oh, fuck. Rain Man, born on the 4th of July. I never saw Cocktail. That one, I, I, that one I was just like, they're just, they're just banking on Tom Cruise here. I'm not watching him flipping around a bunch of fucking stupid bottles behind a bar. You know, he, he's... he's <laughs> he's up there making Manhattans. How how am I going to get ninety minutes of entertainment out of a guy? That was probably Tom Cruise's roadhouse. You know, um, that's actually a fun thing because I I love movies and movie stars and all of that shit. It's how I ended up in this fucking business. It really was movies. Um. Naming like the top ones. And you got to go. Okay, here's the thing. You write in top three and you can't go ACDC. You shook me all night long. Fucking Metallica. Enter Sandman. I want deep cuts. All right. 
Jack Nicholson, the last detail. That's what I'm looking for. I don't want to fucking, you know. Although he's got some that even though they were like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. It's just fucking. That's just that, that fucking scene. Um, when he, he's, he's pretending to watch the baseball game. Oh, my God. And then everybody who's in it, it was just, that, that was incredible. Actually, the, the, the woman who, who played Nurse Ratchet, who was absolutely gorgeous, and everybody just remembered her for playing that role. I remember seeing her in a, uh, an old, like, I think an episode of The Untouchables, and I was like, oh my God, who is that? She's like a, a knockout. And I looked up, and I was like, holy shit, that's the person who played Nurse Ratchet. She was so in that role um, that you didn't even see like how beautiful she was. Oh, Jesus, Bill, you're gonna get poetic on us here? Oh, good. All right, that's, that's the podcast. Um, go fuck yourselves, and I'll talk to you later.